Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Monkeys do walk about. No, but they kind of, they put a hand down quite often. Nah, chimpanzees just walk about. No, they don't. They, they do. Definitely do not. They do what, just, just walk like, about. Just like blokes, they just walk <laughs> yeah, about with their hands like in their blokes. pockets. Right, fucking Google you are chimpanzee walking shit, about. Mate. I'm not talking. Have you seen Planet of the Apes? No, they do that thing where they they get up on their legs and they look a bit like a toddler and they're like, and then they go back down again. They don't. They don't just walk around. They can mm. walk around. <laughs> they can, but they don't. Orangutans. Oh, mate, Vinny just <laughs> pissed me off. morning good evening good morrow welcome to the goatly goats goat podcast today i am your host morkinson and i'm joined as always by Vinny and sebek now before we ask how these two are and what very uninteresting things they have been up to Firstly, if you enjoy this podcast, give it a cheeky five stars. It's got to be cheeky, though. Every week we say cheeky. If it's not cheeky, don't fucking bother. And if you're new around here, make sure you go back and listen to all of our old episodes so that you don't miss, miss quality content, such as Seb getting a big fat zero on the women's football quiz. What a sexist. And <laughs> incredible one-liners like writing, do we need it? And if you really love us, then head over to Patreon and empty your pockets out in the name of goats. But with all that gumph out the way, I swear you don't hear very often, is it gumph? Uh, How have you two been? Mate, I've got a crazy story right off the bat. I know it's been a while since one of Seb's crazy stories. Yes! Want to hear it? So here's the... the, I'll just give it... It's it's actually not even my story, but I'm sort of tangentially... Uh, related to it so um brilliant i obviously i've told this a billion times i drop this anytime i can i used to live in belgium i made friends with a bunch of boxers oh yeah i'm very cool um very cool so junior who we've mentioned on the show before i picked him as the greatest fight- fighter combat combat, combat fighter. Some, something like that um yeah. he sometimes messages me and 
me and my partner will do this thing where if if there's people from Belgium coming over to fight in the UK, if they need a place to stay, they can stay at me and, me and my partner's place in London. We've only done it once before, but we always just say, like, when we go over, if they, like if anyone needs somewhere to stay, come and stay with us. Um, mm. So I got a pretty last-minute text from Junior on Friday that said, oh, hey, my friend Maru is coming over. Um I'd never, I thought I'd never heard the term, the name Madu before, but then I remembered Madu Akadi, the football player. And it's Mauro. the same name. Mauro. It's Maro, I think. But I think it's pronounced Madu. Madu. Mauro anyway. Akadi. Because he's Italian. Anyway, Maru. Yeah, well, this guy's like a Spanish, Italian, something or other. Anyway, look. So Madu, Maru, Maru, um, he, I get his number. I text him. I'm like, oh, you're right, mate. Like, Sure, come over, stay with us. What days do you need to stay? He says, oh, I, I've got somewhere to stay on the Saturday, but I don't have anywhere to stay on the Sunday. Could me and maybe a friend stay over on the Sunday night? I was like, yeah, no worries. Do what you need to do. Um, so all's pretty chill. And I'm just like, just waiting. And Saturday comes along. I haven't heard much from him. I'm like, that's a bit weird. They were supposed to be in London by now. Mm. And then I just get a text at like four in the morning um on sunday that morning being like sorry seb it's not happening something's happened um hope to see it i i hope to speak to you soon and i was like what is he dying what the fuck is going on i was like what mm-hmm. yeah so i was just like all right no worries anytime yeah, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. um carry on and then i get a phone call from junior um on on monday morning and it's him facetiming me and next to him is a very bashful looking maru and i was like you all right mate like how come we didn't see you how come you didn't come over and he goes oh there was a bit of an incident and i was like all oh, right yeah and here's what happened mm-hmm. they're driving from belgium right they've driven from belgium to calais because there's no it's eu so there's no borders you just drive straight through they get to calais yeah. and the guy who's driving the car realizes that his passport's expired oh no and so they decide oh that's not going to work out is it and this is to quote maru in a moment of madness they decided that the best thing to do was that for the guy who was driving the car to get in the boot of the car yes (laughs) okay okay. and for maru and his friend to try and drive through the english border with a guy in the boot not to mention that England don't care. Well, they do um, <laughs> because <Yeah>. they <laughs> literally pull up to the checkpoint, say, can we look in the boot? They go, no. They say, why? <laughs> they open there's a the geezer boot in there. And there's a geezer in there. Um, <laughs> not to mention a geezer, but also, as we've I've mentioned before, there's no uh, testing in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So not only was there a geezer, there was also a lot of steroids. Uh, oh, in the back nah. of the car. Um, <laughs> so they were all hauled off to customs and security. Um, and somehow they got away with the steroids, but they're not allowed to enter the UK for a year. So <laughs> That's a bit harsh, because he's not actually like an illegal immigrant. His passport just kind of ran out a bit. Yeah, but... I think I that's know. a bit trying harsh. To get, trying to get past... Trying to get past border control, they're not going to be happy about that. They're definitely yeah, not going to be happy. I know, but it's all just fucking ticks and crosses and boxes and shit, isn't it? He's got a part. He's all right. He's an all right geezer. Do you know what I mean? 
Let him in. <laughs> Fucking sort of right geese. <laughs> what blew my mind was that if that had gone to plan, I would have harboured a fugitive. Yeah. Like, well... I would have harboured an illegal immigrant in my own home without knowing. I would have been part of like a people trafficking <laughs> ring. Um, but also, I was like, how are you intending to get back? And he was like, I was just going to say I lost my passport. Yeah, good shout. Don't let him back out. My question was, and this is, I was thinking, like, obviously you start thinking, like, how would I do it? If you're going to chance it, right, if you chance mm. it with a guy in the boot, that's high risk, high reward, right? Yeah, right, yeah. But if you just chance it with your expired passport, I'd say there's a 50% chance they just don't look and they just go, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I don't reckon they, do they look at the expiry date? 50%? Your... No, they look at that I don't shit, think there's mate. a... F- Fifty percent's quite high. I wouldn't call it fifty percent. Nah, it's fifty-fifty. I'd say it's as likely. It's not fifty-fifty. It's as likely (laughs) that they check the expiry date on your passport as it is they check the boot of your car. But if they if you do the expiry date thing, you can just be like, "Oh, I didn't realise." Yeah, no, but they'll still turn you away. They'll They'll turn turn you away, away, but you're not getting a massive fine and banned from the UK. That's the other thing; they're getting a massive fine as well. They're not going to get a massive fine and be banned from the UK for a year. They'd just be like, oh, you silly Billy, go away. Whereas yeah, if yeah, you do yeah. the boot thing, you're fucked. Mm, true. Anyway, there, that's my story. That was a good Damn. one, sir. We haven't had one for ages. Um, I haven't story. got very in- many interesting stories. Went to the car boot sale that I used to oh, go to mate. as a child. Was there a dude in the back? <laughs> On the weekend. <laughs> and um, it used to be massive. Like, you could spend all day there. There was a donut geezer. You could get a fucking burger. You could buy anything. It's carboot center. There's hundred, actually hundreds of stalls and sellers. Mm. Went there with my son on Sunday, thinking, "Fucking yeah, let's live like some childhood memories. Like let's make, I'm passing this down to you now, boy." We got there, and there was 15 people selling rusty tools. That was it. What is? Is there only one? Is it like a Devon thing? A car boot sale in Devon? It's like one big one every year. No, this year is the big one in Exeter. Every Sunday, there's a massive right. one at the Matford Centre, and now it's just oh okay shit. It's been at the same place since I was a kid. Now it's just rubbish. I was like, yeah, like ten, fifteen people, fucking selling rusty tools and nothing. I guess else. like like Gumtree and Facebook Marketplace is kind of just. It's kind of become. It's so much easier to yeah. buy and sell shit on that stuff, so people don't it's bother going to these car boot sales anymore. I know. I agree with Michael so because, good. and also it's you sad. just you wheel and deal. You can just make people an offer. Yeah. I've you the know you reviews. get you get incredible deals at the booty that you just don't get yeah. anywhere else. The booty's quality and like the donut geezer, like just the whole thing. It's a day out. The meat geezer. Like... Do you remember the meat geezer? Just be like the meat guy meat? was there. Now he was. Is there. he still there? He was there, but he's selling to a crowd of about three people. So when he's giving the old big one, like, you won't get better than this. Roll up, roll up. Two pounds. He's got a microphone. He's got a sound system. And there's three people there. Like, I don't fucking want it. It's like, so well. There used, to, there used to be like a sea of people. And he just, yeah, he just yeah, like, yeah. he just makes stuff up on the spot. It's incredible. He'd be like, right, I'll give you a turkey, a leg of lamb and a ham hock. 15 quid all in. And then yeah, he'd be like, he just make and then people like, up I want it, I want it. And then he'd just be like, right, I'll chuck in some fucking meatballs for you. And like, you'd be like, oh my God. And there's just like people going away with like Frisbee and burgers out. Like, you know, like instead of a t-shirt cannon, it's just burgers. 
Dilum yeah. goes, like, it's burger time. He just goes, boom, 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 boom. It's just mints. He's just got a cannon full of mints. He just... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was absolutely Ow. shite. So, you know, he's dead. It's an absolute dead thing. Um, well, no Power Ranger geezer neither, so... Mm. He's probably probably dead. Was the zip was the Zippo guy there? There always used to be a guy selling no. knockoff Zippo. Oh, Where's the heritage of this country gone, mate? I know. There's a guy selling a fucking airplane propeller. Just the what? propeller. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Who needs that? <laughs> this is what ten years of Tory Britain looks like, mate. Exactly. Exactly. Selling a propeller. Uh, what is going on? How was your weekend though, Vinay? What did you get up to? Yeah, like I said, went to Wales. Um, basically stayed in a hot tub for about three nights. Um, drank my body weight in alcohol every day. And um, won this little Godzilla plush, which uh, I'm very, right, that's very happy inc- about. Incredible. All you have to do is not show us the bottom of it, where there's a conveniently placed hole. <laughs> oh, Mark. <laughs> My friends made the exact same joke, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Who came mate. first? Who won the gold? Uh, Matt. Who actually Shout bought this Matt. plush. Who actually bought the Godzilla plush. What did he win? Um, Blowing. He's, he's, he's moderator for a year on the um, on the Discord. And nice. I know what I'd rather. <laughs> he won something else as well. What did he win? He won like a mug... Oh, a mug! That's a fucking great prize. To be fair, he got he got he got to shake hands with the previous previous winner. year's winner. <laughs> had a picture taken with him. To be fair, <laughs> I regrettably couldn't go because I wasn't part of the gang when it was first. You know, this year people were saying people were saying like, "Oh, why isn't Sebek here?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure he'd be keen." People were saying that. I wasn't invited, mate. It was but too it late. Was like we we did, yeah, we we had like planned everything out months and. Before, way before yeah. I was part of the gang. Yeah, but true, the true. highlight for me was when India, I don't know if India listens to this show, but there was just a nope. post. My 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 phone buzzed at four in the yeah. morning and it was just a oh, picture yeah. of India smoking a fat spliff and it just said something like, I win, you weakling cunts. And I was just yeah, like, yeah. good stuff. <laughs> good. Nice. I, I had to fucking... I had to fucking drive her the next day. Like, of course I'm going to bed. Like, fuck off. <laughs> oh, man, I did look a bang in time, though. That's like a Charlie Sheen quote. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to India. Ah, Charlie Sheen. Tiger blood. <laughs> Tiger blood. Right. Talking about Tiger blood. Let's get into this week's episode. Hell yeah. Fucking I don't know why. segue. It's just a segue. It doesn't make sense, but it works. It's a segue. Right. <laughs> so, Speaking <clears> of segues. <throat> uh, no. <laughs> Speaking of philosophy, <laughs> uh, right. right. Speaking of right. segues, do you know what else is wheelie good? Philosophy. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm gonna do it. Then. Okay, guys. All right, so this week we're doing like philosophy and that. Um, I feel like the vibes kind of died. So if you we want to go fuck first. off, <laughs> <laughs> it was both of you. Right. Anyway, no. This week, philosophy. It sounds like something that's well fancy and complicated and that, but in reality, it's actually not. Even I understand it 
despite getting the lowest possible mark in my philosophy A-level. And to tell you about that, it's fucking bullshit, right? Because philosophy's all just made up anyway. And, like, the exam is, like, just an English test. It's, like, how you write in and that. It's, like, this has got fuck all to do with my thinking. They're just a bunch of Nazis. It's effectively, like, a history of philosophy, isn't it? I remember I did it as well. But that's what all of these these subjects at, like, A-level and GCSE are effectively, like, if you do A-level philosophy, you're not going to be sat there. They're not going to be, like... Tell us your thoughts on God. They're just like, who who came up with these previous ideas? Like it's never. I know, but no one cares. That's what I was like. I was like, this but you is need to tell shit. teenagers that because when you're a teenager, you think that yeah, the world yeah, would true. really care what you think about God. You but know, no one cares. No one gives a shit about you. No mate, one is cares. What they need to say at the opening, then come and be like, do you want to learn history? Yeah, take philosophy. If you got great, great ideas, fuck off. Basically, is what the spiel should be. But what is philosophy? (laughs) (laughs) It can be thinking about answering the big questions on things like existence, consciousness, and morals. Or it can just be like your own personal guidance and theory on how life should be lived and what you personally believe in. And because philosophy is quite like a loose term and it's very easy to interpret, Basically, anybody can become a philosopher. A little bit like how anyone on Instagram Instagram can become an influencer. No one cares about your Invisalign and your 200 followers. Cringe. <laughs> but surely among the dirt, there must be some absolutely goated philosophers, right? Well, that's what we are about to find out when Vinny and Seb tell me their picks for the greatest philosopher of all time who wants to go first me me please challenge seb nah do you know what mine's quite from the heart and a bit rogue so i think it'd be better if it sticks in your mind last minute right okay fine just so you know do have short-term memory loss so we'll see (laughs) well exactly (laughs) what did you say Where are we? Who Mate, are you? Is that not the <laughs> oldest joke in the book? Is like sometimes my partner will be like, Oh, I think I've got something in my ears, Seb. I think I'm going a bit deaf, and I'll just be like, <laughs> yeah. And it's just the fact that his mouth is moving, but he's not talking. How's he yeah. done it? <laughs> I know, it's just an absolute <laughs> classic. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, list. yeah, no, it is. Right, Vinny, fucking gone then, mate. Mork, you got to do the timer, remember? I've got it up, all right. I don't like doing it, but I'll do it fine. Okay. Yeah, Mork, like you said in the intro, philosophy is quite an interesting school of thought. It somehow envelops the biggest mysteries and unanswered questions like that of the human condition, what consciousness is, and what even is reality. Yet somehow, despite being so vast and giant it's kind of useless let's be real sure it's fun to think about these things like what it is to be a human but it's kind of too big it doesn't really have any practical uses in life like it's not you don't really you know people who are philosophers it's not a job a philosopher's not a job unless you write books but then you're just like a a writer and also a philosopher yeah you know yeah, yeah. Which is why I think it is very hard to figure out who could be the greatest greatest philosopher. 
greatest philosophical thinker of all time. So I could pick one of the guys who started the whole thing off in Western philosophy, such as Socrates or his even more famous student, Plato. Mm -hmm. I could pick the hugely influential, but actually kind of a terrible pick. And why would, you, why would anyone pick him? Rene Descartes. <laughs> you know the i think before i am i think therefore i am guy yeah pretty good quote though isn't it it is good it's a good yeah quote. but it was I french did like so. he was french sorry i didn't anyway. realize i didn't realize this show had become racist xenophobic okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. frenchophobic <laughs> yeah, yeah like you frenchist so that you said like in an episode earlier, like you can't be racist against French people. Like it's yeah. impossible. <laughs> we have that. you on record saying that there are arch enemies. <laughs> We're allowed to say that shit about us. Or in classic goats fashion, I could pick the single great thinker who's had the most profound impact on me because I am who's really important here. So born in 1967, this man has seen and lived it all. He was a fighter and a warrior in his youth, but found his calling as a generational com comedian later on in life. Nowadays, he's an extremely popular figure to many around the world and one of the freest thinkers that I know of. He's the host of probably the biggest podcast in the world, and his name is Joe Rogan. No. <laughs> now, he may have his controversies. You know, let's no. settle down on the back. But that's never stopped him from being oh. one of the smartest and one of the most well-learned men of our modern times. Mm. As a comedian, he's converted all of his genius philosophical ideas into gut-busting, hilarious stand-up routines. I now I can, funny. <laughs> I, I, can, I can see there's a bit of backlash to my pick. This is terrible. I like this it. Is... No, I'm on board because he is a good thinker, but He's I not don't a good buy thinker. The, the generational comedian thing. <laughs> he's not that, he's not like, he's not very he's funny. A, he's a fucking, he's, he's a Neanderthal. He's an he's absolute not a Neanderthal. No, because, <laughs> no, because philosophy and talking isn't about knowledge. It's about conversation. And he speaks to a lot of people and listens. No, yeah, he talks absolute bollocks, mate. No, he, he wears doesn't. toe he shoes. He talks about Sasquatch. He talks about... That's not philosophy. He talks to Elon Musk. He talks about crazy shit. Well, let's hear Vinny tell it. Guys, it's philosophy then. I know Mork seems to be more into this, but Seb, you look... You don't look like you don't look like you're picking up one putting down. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you're just being cynical. <laughs> and the, Are you trying is, to cause me to have some sort of breakdown? <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm just, not I'm just saying what I I'm just saying what I see. I I think you're you're being a bit cynical, but side note, I think cynicism it's quite an interesting word, you know. Hmm. See the word actually came from an ancient Greek school of thought called cynicism. But the, although it shares the same name, the meaning of cynicism has actually changed. Uh, changed over this time. <laughs> this mic's like slowly going down. <laughs> it's going to keep on slowly going down. My chair does the same. Side. Every like five minutes, I have to like zoop my chair up. Because <laughs> yeah. it just goes... <laughs> but yeah. So 
The modern cynic tends to think that everyone is purely motivated by self-interest, and that's often reflected by how incessantly negative they are about things in life. Looking at you, Seb. However, <laughs> the original... <laughs> what the fuck balls. is this, mate? <laughs> I'm just busting your balls. <laughs> I feel like you're speaking to me, and I love it. I am a cynic. However... The original cynics actually viewed life a little differently. So you know how a lot of people sort of see the pursuit of happiness comes through from obtaining, you know, wealth or power or like women or luxury. That sort of stuff oh, is yeah. how you generally become happy. <laughs> well, yeah. cynics or the original cynics said that it's actually the rejection of the societal norms and living as simply as possible with as few possessions as you can oh. was actually the true path to happiness. <sighs> and because they rejected societies and all the trappings of it, they obviously weren't really much loved by many of the people. And so they were actually dubbed as, quote, dog-like, which is actually where cynicism comes, you know, gets its name from. It literally means dog-like in, in Greek. Hmm. The thing is, right... Any philosophy or any political movement that says you can't have nice shit is never going to work. It's why it's why communism doesn't work. If you say you if you start out by being like you're not going to have nice shit, everyone's going to go well, no, I'm out because everyone what wants monks, nice though? stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, what nice the stuff monks? is the monks. Yeah, I know, but the monks are unique. But not everyone wants to be a monk. Most people just want nice stuff. I want a big telly. If if you're like, <laughs> well, you can't have a big telly, I'm out. I'm already gone. You've lost me. <laughs> the thing is, wanting stuff and luxurious stuff is kind of fleeting because once you have it, you want more. And it's a exactly. kind of never... Consumerism is this kind of never-ending need to just want more and more stuff and it, mm. it never really fulfills anything deep within you. It's a very superficial, you feel happy for a, a day, a week. But it, these things don't last. They, they, they don't. They definitely don't. You know, it's not as rock solid as something like fucking, I don't know, living on the streets. <laughs> living on the streets? Anyway, think, <laughs> speaking of living on the streets, probably the most famous cynic of all time was an ancient Greek man called Barry Diogenes. <laughs> Diogenes. Yeah. Well, not much is truly known of Diogenes, as he didn't write much stuff down. So a lot of the accounts sort of come from people who observed him. But historians believe he was born between 1412 and four, uh, between 1412 and 404. 404, how would you say? 1412, 44 BC? 404, 404 BC, 404 BC, in a little town called uh, Sinop, or Sinope, don't know how it's pronounced, which is essentially just modern-day Turkey now. But back then, you know, Greece fucking owned basically most of the Mediterranean. His father was the master of mint, so he actually grew up in a very comfortable, you know, household. He was very sort of upper-middle class. and But... At some point during his youth, he was actually banished from his hometown for debasing some of the currency there. Just realised this is like Joe Rogan. <laughs> as, the st- as the story goes, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm clearly not picked Joe Rogan. 
<laughs> Have you not? <laughs> no, fucking joking. Oh. Take- <laughs> I really, I thought you were gonna circle back around. <laughs> not at all, mate, mate. Mate, Joe Rogan's a thing of the past. It's all like Diogenes now. This homeless dude I'm about to talk about. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> You didn't make your like at Gaddian very good. I know, but that's Vinny's. That's Vinny's style. That's his style. I was just thinking, like, yo, this is gonna be sick. Like, how is this fucking homo hobo gonna like link up to Joe Rogan and shit? Is he? Vinny's gonna be like, and that, and now we get to the link with Joe Rogan. He's his great great granddad. I was like, what? <laughs> this ancient Greek man is his great granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. Forget about Joe Rogan. I've got to stop saying Joe Rogan in my head. Forget Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> <That's the best. laughs> Who is the guy that says that? Um, uh, Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Anyway, Joe Rogan's thing of the past. We're talking about Dialgenes. So, Dialgenes, right. After he's been banished from his hometown and uh, his name has been disgraced, he decides he would travel to a place called Delphi, which I think is in the sort of northern Greek area where a lot of the mountains are. And he located the Oracle, which you may have heard of from the movie 300. I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. the Oracle's in that. And the Matrix. Oh, yeah, and the Matrix. But if you don't know who the Oracle is, the Oracle was essentially a priestess of the god Apollo and was more or less just like a wise woman. You would go there, you would seek her her wisdom if you needed some sort of wisdom from whatever. But when Diogenes consulted with her, she actually replied with deface the currency. He would take this response figuratively rather than literally and saw it to mean that he should deface the currency of society. So, off to Athens he went in search of a home. Diogenes actually wrote to a friend who lived there and asked if he knew of a place to stay, but upon arriving in the city without a reply from his friend, he just found himself a large clay jar and made it his home. And that's basically where he lived for the remainder of his life, in this big clay jar in the marketplace of Athens. He essentially, lived in a pot. He lived essentially in a, pot. a homeless person. A jar. How do you live in a jar? How big is the fucking he made it work. jar? It's he got made... like a telly in there and a PlayStation in that. I think it was it was big enough that it was comfortable for him. Comfortable. How small is this man? <laughs> Regular sized like dude, this... I think. I think. How big are, like... are the jars? I think it's like a fucking. <laughs> I've seen loads. That's of, like, not a pictures. jar. No, 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 no. It's like one of those like giant like wine jars that holds like you know le- yeah, gallons yeah. and gallons of wine. It's like as big as your room. Right. Not as big so as a room. He basically lived in a skip. Enough to ho- he lived in a skip. Essentially, lived in a you know a prehistoric cardboard box. Essentially, a big barrel. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's a giant bin. A, a giant bin. <laughs> a giant wheelie bin, like that geezer who comes out the bin. <laughs> so, essentially. The main reason why I've picked Diogenes today is is not because I'm really into the idea of cynicism, although I do quite like it. I think it's an interesting idea, the fact that it's all about t- removing yourself from earthly possessions. It's it's a bit like Buddhism in that regard, you know. It is. Keep yeah. yourself as grounded and as, as down to earth and basically take away all the superficiality of life and you'll probably be quite happy. And it seemed like he was actually a very happy man. 
So there's just a lot of crazy anecdotes about his life, and I'd like to read some of them. So the only item in his possession for a long while was actually just one wooden bowl. <laughs> until until he saw a child drink water out of his hands, and he realized the bowl was a luxury item, so he destroyed it. <laughs> Mate, this guy's nuts. This guy's a fucking legend. (laughs) This guy's had a breakdown. There are accounts of him taking shits in theatres, a lot of public (laughs) masturbation, and and, uh, supposedly he once said, whilst uh, bashing one out in a market square (laughs) in public, he he once said, apparently, um, I wish it was easy to quench my hunger just by rubbing my belly. <laughs> that is so that is a, a really great quote. Good that's quote, a good actually. quote. That is a good one. That is philosophy. He would piss on people he didn't like in the streets. <laughs> and all of this was sort of his way of doing things as naturally as possible. He saw the animals of the of the wild and said like that's what we should be. We should stop with this bollocks that we were all, you know, society's kind of deterred humanity from its yeah, trueness yeah. or whatever let's just fucking essentially he was just a homeless dude he just pissed on people uh, <laughs> and was a fucking legend but he would also use this as a sort of protest against societal customs like the whole idea that you know we all have to piss in and shit in public uh, not in public yeah, sorry, yeah. in private or like do sex in private he was like why why can't I just piss in the streets? Why can't I just take a shit in a theatre? I'm just going to fucking True. do it. And no one can True. say otherwise. Although you more or less was just, you know, more or less was uh, an insane homeless man. He was actually quite an intelligent and wise man. And he was just as intelligent as and wise as many of his peers in the philosophical rounds. So an often thought about question during that time uh, with a lot of phil- philosophers was the question of how do you define a human in the simplest of terms possible? Now, the legend, Plato himself, answered the question, well, a featherless biped. And this was a very respected answer back in those days because they didn't know what a kangaroo was. (laughs) It is a featherless biped, but you don't get those in ancient Greece. No. But Dargenes, being the insane homeless genius he was, <laughs> found a chicken, plucked all the feathers off the chicken, and then brought mm. it to Plato's school, proclaiming, here is Plato's man. That is a fucking featherless, genius. A featherless biped. That is genius. Despite being a generally repulsed man by much of the public, he did actually have quite a lot of his fans. A lot of the philosophers at the time actually really admired and respected Diogenes. And he was even admired later by the great Roman king, Marcus Aurelius, who would take his style and brand of cynicism and form it into his own type of philosophy called Stoicism, which, in my opinion, is the best philosophy, and I will fight anyone who disagrees. Although one of his great admirers, in the time that he was around at least, was actually Alexander the Great, no less. Mm. Probably the greatest conqueror of all time, who was so enthralled by Diogenes, he travelled to Athens to speak to him and give him any wish or any desire he wanted. He was like, I I love this man. I'm going to make sure he's a king. I'm going to make sure he's a prince. He's going to land women, whatever the fuck he wants. He's going to get it because I like this man so much. 
And when he found Diogenes in this big clay jar in the marketplace, <laughs> and he asked him what he desired, Diogenes looked up and responded by telling him to get out of his sunlight. Just fucking think about that for a second. Diogenes Damn. told this man, fucking Alexander the Great. Not many people have the great after their name. Like, and he fucking told him, mate, get out of the way. You're out, you're in the way of the sunlight. Just <laughs> he had living zero in a desires. Clay pot and pissing on people. <laughs> yeah. Now that is based. Mate, he's so fucking based. That is based, damn. What Despite his Despite his lifestyle being what it was, and even at one point he was actually sold into slavery, he did actually manage to live to the ripe old age of 89. It's pretty Fucking good, actually. Fucking hell! Yeah. What? Jesus Back Christ. Then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody's Fucking really sure exactly how he passed, though. Some say it was from an infected dog wound. Sorry, an infected dog bite. Infected dog wound doesn't sound right. No, dog bite. Yeah, an infected mm. dog bite. Whilst others say that he simply just grew tired of living and then held his breath until he died, which I like to believe is is the case. <laughs> Although I don't think it's that's possible. <laughs> it really work like that. It's not possible. You could, you could try and drown yourself, but you could drown yourself. You can drown you, yourself, but, but you, you can't, can't just... <laughs> hold your breath until you die. <laughs> I, I'm sure he he would just grew tired of living and killed himself. I'm sure he's like, Fuck yeah, it, I mean, I'm, I've I've done this, but in his will. He stated that he wanted his body to be thrown out of the city, but thrown outside of the city walls into the wilderness, so that he could be eaten by wild animals, thus completing the circle of life and giving back what very little he's taken from the world. Fucking hell! So yeah, basically, this Did guy they was do just it? A fucking. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. This guy was basically just a fucking legend and like didn't give a fuck what anyone had to say about him and seemed like a very happy man and just very much committed to his philosophy in a very extreme way. He truly way. lived and by I, his own philosophy. I think you can you got to at least respect that. <laughs> I respect it. I know I do respect it because he he clearly wasn't a fucking idiot. That whole chicken thing. That's he clever. was yeah, he was respected by his peers. His peers were like, yeah, he's a smart man. He just is I he wouldn't do what lives. he's doing. He has this personal philosophy, and that's how his, he lives. And that, that, you know what? That is the embodiment of philosophy. It's not just about saying, I think, therefore I am sometimes. It's just about living the way that you, living within your very own philosophy, sticking I to your totally own morals. I would totally agree with you. Stick sure. to your own morals and never waver from them. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree that with you. That is your philosophy on life, yeah. Very good. I not going to lie, I'm a little bit disappointed she didn't pick Joe Rogan still, but, <laughs> you know. Joe Rogan. Ho- Joe Hobo Rogan. Dave is the next best thing, I suppose. I-, I tell you what, I actually listened to a... I hadn't listened to a Joe Rogan podcast in, like, two or three years at this point. And I was like, oh, you know, I used to like listening to him. I'll I'll give him a little listen. I saw that he did one with... um. Uh, God, who's the guy from NWA? No Vaseline. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice Cube was on it, and I was like, "Oh, Ice Cube, yeah, this is great. I'd I'd love to listen to what he's up to, what he's what he's been doing in his life, and all this shit." Within like thirty or forty minutes, they immediately started to talking about how like the vaccine was a lie and all this stuff. And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, bro, why are you still talking about this? This is like old news. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on, like, come on, come boys, on, pack bro. it in, <laughs> <laughs> pack it in, yeah, come on, pack it in, man. Right. It's, it's I like, do think Joe Rogan is pack it in. Yeah, it's just it's just old old news, man. It is old news. Yeah, well, there we go." Good pick, Vinny. 
We'll see, have to Seb Scott. But in between, we've got a game. I don't know if we've done... We have, have we done many games recently? I think we have. I felt like the games died a little bit, but they've kind of come back. Always done a game this season. Have we? Well, fair play. I've got a good game this week. I've got okay, a you've, you've actually got a good one this time, yeah. I've got a good game, yeah. Yeah. We've got a game called Spot the Imposter. Dun dun dun. dun, dun Play dun, the theme dun, tune. Dun, dun, and boom, boom. as we all know, as we've just discussed a little bit, philosophy basically just boils down to like just giving out life advice. Done it. <laughs> yeah. No, it does, yeah. I totally agree with you, Michael. Like little quotes, <laughs> sure. you know, that just like explain the meaning and shit. And like anyone can be an advice giver. You know, we've all given advice. And anybody can be considered a philosopher in that regard. So what I've got is a little game where you have to detect among the three quotes that I give you, which life advice is false advice. But I've made this a little bit harder. So when I give you the three quotes, it's all going to be from the same person, but I'm not going to tell you who said the quotes. So for a bonus point, you can tell me who the life advice giver is. So I'll read you the three quotes. Tell me which one was fake and who like said them. Seb, you can go first. Are they real people or are some of them fictional characters? They're real people. All right. Seb. Yes. Your first quote is, love is a serious mental disease. Quote number two, all knowledge stems from the desire to understand. And number three, when the mind is thinking, it is talking to itself. Which of those is a quote that I made up, and who said them? What was the middle one again? Uh, the second one was, all knowledge stems from the desire to understand. I think that's the one you made up. That is correct. That is the one I made up. The other wow. two are true. And who said them for a bonus point? Who said one of them or, or both of them? They're all said by the same person, apart from uh, obviously the one that I made up. Uh, okay, right. Who said that shit? Love is a serious mental disease. Uh, when you say it, I'll know, but I just can't think. Is it Freud? It was our boy, Plato. Oh. Uh, there we go. Right, Vinny. Mm-hmm. Plato. <laughs> Plato. <laughs> Vinny, right. In a minute, it'll be Aristotle. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, a good one. Yes, Sam. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. (laughs) Oh, Right, Vinny. Here you go. Your question. Here's your question. So, quote number one. Mm -hmm. Tell her, spread them. I'll be there in half an hour. (laughs) You said that you you have you said they were real people. That's not you a real bastard. person. <laughs> Question number two. When you finger her, slip one up her bum. <laughs> Girls love it. <laughs> Quote number three. A recipe for pulling vodka, wisp- whiskey, and a load of creme de menthe. <laughs> um, I'd say the last one's false, just because the first two sound like Jay Cartwright. <laughs> you will be receiving, Vinny. One point. It was Jay Cartwright, but I made up when you finger us, slip one up, a bum girls love it. <laughs> so, uh, okay. the quiz is tied at one apiece. Yeah, Jay Cartwright, a 
I would consider him a philosopher. He has a philosophy, you know? So, I think we can go with him. Seb, over to you. I think he's chatting shit, mate. <laughs> Seb, over to you. Yeah. <laughs> over to you, Seb. To be great, you need to be the greatest. Quote number two. Haters are just people who are jealous of your success. And quote number three. The on- the only failure is not trying at all. Who said it? And which one did they actually not say that I said? Because I made it up. The first two sounded a bit like Andrew Tate. Um, but... Would I go that low? <laughs> please, yes. please tell me you haven't gone that low. <laughs> What so? What was the? What was the? Could you just? Could you repeat them again? To be great, you need to be the greatest. Haters are just people who are jealous of your success. The only failure is not trying at all. See, the first one sounds a bit off. Like to be great, you have to be the greatest. Is a very different end of the spectrum. Is than to fail is to not try at all. They're very different sentiments. Which means that one of those is wrong. What's the middle one again? Haters are just people who are jealous of your success. It's weird because haters is quite a new term. Yeah, I have, an, I have an idea who might have said that. If that's a, if that's a real one, I think the f- it's either the first two and it's like Jake Paul, or it's the second two and it's someone a lot less hateful. <laughs> I'm going to try and bank on humanity not being as awful as I think it is. I think okay. the first one is fake. The first one is fake. That's right. Yeah, nice. One point, Sam. Very good. Very good. Who, who said, do I think who it said is? the other two? Is that Albus Dumbledore? I'll give you a clue. You're a big fan of this person. Yeah, um, I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> is that ironic? No, no, no. Seriously. I'm a big fan of this person. I'm not a fan of many people. You're a fan of a lot of people. I don't know what you're talking about. Should narrow I... it down. You love icons, man. Uh... He's an icon for sure. Kanye? Nope, it was KSI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you... I thought it was Kanye. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you fucking bastard. That was KSI. You fucking bastard. <laughs> He's a philosopher. I had to get fucking KSI in there. <laughs> Mate, you're a knob. Here's a bonus quote that I couldn't squeeze in, but something KSI did say. Um, I didn't come this far to only come this far. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. <laughs> you got a point though, Sam. You got a point, KSI. I thought you might get that because you fucking hate KSI, to be fair, so... If you, you like said me, I the people that him. you hate, you follow as much as the people that you love. But No, I really, I don't have anything to do with KSI. <laughs> <laughs> Not associated. Right. Vinny, I over did see, to you. I did see Chris MD running around the park today, though. Did you? Really? I like Chris MD. He's cool. You should have, yeah. he's a nice lad. Well, he was having a run. <laughs> Not I was that having... I would know that, but he seems cool. Um, <laughs> he's a Vinny. lovely mate. Lovely guy. He's a great, he's a great guy. Yeah, Vinny. So, yeah. over to you. Mm-hmm. It isn't the mountains ahead that wear you down. It is the pebble in your shoe. Mm. Quote number two. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. And number three. Life cannot hit you when you stay on your toes 
and hit back. Hmm. The first one does sound like uh, someone familiar, like Confucius or something. Kahu first? Kahu? How do you say his name again? Because. Give you a clue, mate. It's not him. Kahoofus is one of the Confucius. best things you've ever said. Kahoofus? <laughs> Confucius. Confucius, that's it. Confucius. <laughs> oh, man. Mate. Kahoofus. It's not him, mate. Kahoofus. It's not Kahoofus. Like, I've heard the first one. That that sounds like a quote that I've heard. And then okay. what, what, the, what, what is two and three again? So number two is silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. Mm-hmm. Number three is life cannot hit you when you stay on your toes and hit back. I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a do what two said. You think number two is the right answer? I don't know. Silence is golden when you know you know how it is. Okay, I, I, wasn't <laughs> I, think, it's, I think it's number. I I'm think gonna... it might be number three. Yeah, I'm just gonna say number three is a lie. I'm just gonna say number three is a lie. Seb has helped you there, because number three is a lie. I made it up. Ha 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 ha. But who said it? And it wasn't Kahoofus. <laughs> when you first said two, I thought that was a lie. But the third one did seem... Yeah. Um... The third one sounds good when you first hear it, but it doesn't actually make any sense. Because hitting something back doesn't mean that you didn't get hit I know, but in the some of place. these guys are actual, like, proper philosophers. I'm just trying to make something up on no, the No, I spot. like it. So I like it. And to be fair, it's quite going some, that... It just shows He's how much bollocks this stuff is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It shows it's just a lot of shit. Like Jay Cartwright, you know, only a great mind can think of the shit he thinks of. I don't know if it's a load of shit. I think it's quite interesting to think about. It's kind of useless, but I think it's fun to think yeah, about. Yeah, it's fine. But do you know Some who said it? Some of the stuff it? might help you as well. Do you know who said it for another point? Um, Muhammad Ali. I don't know. Fucking hell, he's done it. It was Muhammad Ali. What? <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah, it was Muhammad Ali. Fuck, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did say that. Wow, so that was, there that, you was go. My f- that was my first thought when you said the first one. And then the third one as well, which is why I was slightly like, it could be Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And something about fighting back, I don't know. Cool. That was, yeah, well. There you go. Right. Seb. Yep. Your last question before we tally up the points. Number one, do not be too eager to deal out death in judgment. Even the wise cannot see all ends. Number two, when hope is all that is left, it turns the wise man into a fool. Number three, I will not say do not weep, because not all tears are evil. I have a feeling it might be Gandalf. Yeah. I just don't know enough Gandalf to know which is false. <laughs> Why do you say Gandalf? It just definitely so, uh, is Gandalf. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the first one is definitely real. What was the second one? When hope. When hope is all that is left, it turns the wise man into a fool. Into <laughs> <laughs> <Not> a fool. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know if he'd say that because a lot of Lord of the Rings is based on hope, isn't it? It's all this hope and hoping that it will all work out. I think Gandalf relies on hope quite a lot. What was the last one? I will not say do not weep 
because not all tears are evil. I think it's the middle one. I think the middle one's fake. Hmm. You have received two points for that answer. Nice. It was one. the middle one, and it was Gandalf. Interestingly, Gandalf did say something about hope making you a fool, but I made up that particular quote yeah. from Gandalf. So, Vinny, over to you. This is going to be a very, very close quiz, and we don't have a decider, so we'll have to see how it goes. How many points do I need? Is it one to zero? So, Seb, Seb has two, three, four points, and you have three points. Okay, yeah, one to draw, two to win. Okay. Number Hit one. A stranger is just a friend. You ain't met yet. Met, yeah, 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 I know that one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, this is a fucking... <laughs> it could be anybody who says this. Number two. Never go into shark-infested water without chum. And number three. Ah, oh, come on. No one's going to like you when you're this much of a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> the first two sound like fucking SpongeBob quotes. The third one's just like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? He, he really phoned wisdom? that in. The last I didn't like, phone, oh, no. Fuck it. When you know who said it, you'll know. There's been no the third one's real. Here. I'm just saying this guy would. This, okay. I've, what the first this guy two? would definitely say the third one. He would say all of this shit. Hundred percent. He would say all this. What's shit. the first two? Again. A stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet. Never go into shark-infested water without chum. Okay, I think and, the second one's false, and I think ah, it's... Ah, come on. No one's going to like you when you're this much of a cunt. <laughs> I think the second one's wrong, and I think it's Billy Butcher from The Boys. Okay. Didn't plan for this, but I'm very proud of myself because the third one was false, and it is Billy Butcher! <laughs> okay. My hero and my idol. I said to Jen, I said, Jen, does this sound like something Billy would say? <laughs> I was like, ah, come on! <laughs> I right, made the okay. third one up. He did say the first two, so we have a tie. I'm sure he said the, 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 the I'm sure he said the third one at some point during the show. He's called everyone a cunt at, at one point. He has called everyone a cunt, but I I genuinely made up that that in my head. So okay, right, sure. How are we gonna do this? Um, do you not have a decider? <laughs> I thought with the two and one points thing, we wouldn't get a draw. <laughs> too heavily matched, uh... mate. Hmm, I tell you what. Right, is what we're gonna do. If this is gonna be tossing a coin. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, right, um, what have I got around here? Right. I've got a spring. <laughs> oh, I've got no. a spring. I'm gonna put it in one hand, you have to guess. Left we do something right related hand. to philosophy, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is your job to call something good, not this. This is terrible. Many hours later. I thought oh, maybe I'd just get you both to make up your very own philosophical quote and I'll rate them. Like how I had to make up everything. And it'll be a very subjective one. You have to impress me with your philosophical quote. Fuck it, let's do that. Okay, how long do we have? I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Three, two, one, go. 
well philosophical, like, do you know what I mean? Better not involve fingering. I'm gonna distract you as well. Oi, Huey, mate, stop being such a cat. Can't think of one, we're gonna have to do the spring thing. <laughs> and your time is up, because 29 seconds, you had an extra 10 seconds. So, uh, Vinny, go. Um, when, um, <laughs> um mm. l- not all lemons be sour. Um, yeah. <laughs> I bet you can't run 100 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. It rhymes, so it's pretty good. It must be pretty okay. good, at least. <laughs> All right, it rhymes. Okay, I'll I'll remember that it rhymes when I'm doing the marks. <laughs> Seb, Seb, you can tell you like anything now. <laughs> um, oh mine, I can't think of anything. It doesn't just feel a bit dark and a bit like try hard now. Because I thought we were really going for it, and then Vinny yeah, did something really about lemons. I was really going for it. <laughs> um, I bottled it. To feel pain is to know that you're alive. I mean, that's obviously the winner. That's, that sounds like it's out of Neon Genesis. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, it just it sprung to my mind. It may be a quote I've already heard. I think, yeah. Seb, you take the win there. Also, Seb, to be fair, did guess which quote was wrong the most often, whereas Vinny... I think you guessed which quote was wrong on every single one. You just didn't get, like, KSI and Plato, whereas Vinny got the person right. Did I get the person right on everyone? Yeah, you did, yeah. So you got the person right on everyone, and Seb got the quote right on everyone, so it was was close, but... We'll give the win to Seb there, because honestly, Vinny, that lemon thing, what the fuck? <laughs> I was trying not to just say something that I've already heard. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't true. know. Mine could be recycled. I don't think it is, but... It um... sounded... I feel like I've heard... I feel like I've heard... Not all lemons be sour. Can you run 100 <laughs> miles per hour? <laughs> bet, you, bet, bet you can't. <laughs> well, it's, it's wise after that... You can't. <laughs> no, well, you know... Seb. Right. You ready? You timing? Are we going? Yep. Yep. I've gone. So I just want to start this by saying I'm quite in quite an introspective mood at the moment. Um, I've recently got into meditating. I'm trying to sort my head out a little bit. And as such, I've been doing a lot of contemplating of myself and of my beliefs. And I think that's quite healthy. Um, but as such, I found this very difficult to pick something. Um partly because I realised, slightly shamefully, um, because I think it's one of those things that everyone thinks that they should know about, is that I don't really know what philosophy I subscribe to. I know what I believe and I know why I believe it, but I don't really know who it was that came up with that idea, who who said it and I picked up on it. Um, But I would say that my outlook has been crafted by several voices none of which I would consider philosophers. For instance, I would say that the writer Douglas Adams, who wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the radio show and the book, um, that imprinted a lot on my mind as a teenager. I I listened to that when I was probably, actually probably first listened to that was about nine or ten. And that really imprinted this kind of worldview of 
everything being kind of big and bleak, but also sort of comically random and unjust and kind of finding the humour in the Absurd. unjustness and the absurdity of our, of our yeah. world. But I wouldn't say that Douglas Adams was a philosopher. Uh, he was, he's just a very good writer. Um, Vinny, me, you've previously spoken about George Orwell, who wrote 1984, An Animal mm -hmm. Farm. And again, a lot of his beliefs and views have definitely shaped my own. I, I read Animal Farm at school when I was a kid and it really like I was one of those, you know, for a lot of, as it is for a lot of people, it's very formative. I was like, fucking hell, that was that was wild. Um, and the same goes for fictional characters like Vinny will know that when I was first trying to work out what I was going to do, I was considering doing the fictional consulting detective Sherlock Holmes, as written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Um, interestingly, Conan Doyle actually fervently disagreed with a lot of Sherlock Holmes's beliefs. Um, Conan Doyle believed in all sorts of early turn of the century Ouija boards, hocus pocus, and mm. seances, all that kind of spirituality. Really? He, he really, yeah, yeah, he was really into it. In fact, he fell out with um, oh, who's the really famous escape artist from back in the day? Houdini. Yeah. Houdini. He fell out with Houdini because he refused to believe that Houdini was doing things practically. And Houdini would be like, no, it's a trick. I, I'm not magic. And he'd be like, no, you are. Um, that's, that's, wow, really? That, that yeah. makes so much sense, though, because if you can see your own side of things, it's very easy to see the flip side. So you could very easily create a fictional anti-you. I yes. think that's quite easy to do. I could very fictionally make everything I hate into a character. Yeah, everything and it's interesting. I disagree with. Because a lot of the, these are things which Sherlock Holmes would consider nonsense. Um, exactly, yeah. And again, a lot of the things that the way that a lot of the way that Sherlock Holmes views the world really influenced me. Not so much now, but as a teenager, you know, the way he was matter of fact. He didn't allow any kind of spirituality to cloud his judgment. He was pretty damning, but also kind of empathetic of humankind. Like saw expected the worst of people, but also believed that people could be better. And I think mm. that like really you know, it was something that resonated with me when I was a teenager. But, you know... Can I just say, I think it's really interesting that all these people shaped your childhood and, like, you know, you really felt like they were important in your formative years to make you who you are today and give you that outlook on life. And, like, Vinny as well. And I think, like, oh, who resonated with me when I was a kid? Probably Ash Ketchum, the Red Power Ranger. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about... Animal Farm and whatever his name is, Hitchhiker Dude. I was like, am I fucking stupid or something? <laughs> no, definitely not. Just listen to you. I was like, I was like, I don't. I just. It's just. I just find it really interesting that I just don't think about the way I think about shit. I feel like I formed my own shit. Do you know what I mean? I think people. I reckon. I reckon Ricky Gervais might have influenced yeah. you as a as as an early person an early yeah early but I, I think i i think i kind of got into ricky Gervais after i'd been formed and then i like liked him because you already yeah was yeah i think you're doing yourself a bit of a disservice so i i mean you did you did an a level in law you must have come across sort of ethical dilemmas and stuff like that in that yeah but, but i feel like i kind of i just made up my own ideas of how i like stuff to go but I think it's interesting. Something that's interesting. You can be influenced. It's like rationalism versus empiricism. Empiricism is knowing everything we know based on everything we know, taking experience, and then rationalism is like thinking about shit and then coming to your own conclusions based on 
thinking about shit, basically. I think I'm very much a rationalist. Well, it's interesting you say that because one of the things that Sherlock Holmes, listening to those books really taught me, I'm quite an overthinker and I was Mm. brought up to overthink in a weird way. Like everything was very spiritual when I was a kid. And so this idea of just looking at the empirical facts in front of you and coming to a conclusion based on those facts not creating a worldview and then fitting your fitting those facts into your worldview was like quite eye-opening to me it, it really like changed the way i looked at things um but i didn't pick him because he is neither real nor a philosopher he is a fictional detective mm-hmm. not like jay cartwright who is a real philosopher nope. indeed um so then I had to really look at who, like I had to, co- then I went through this whole process of trying to work out what I believed and then work out who said those things. And But it's difficult because then I was like, but I don't think these things because of what they said. I probably think them because they told it to someone who told someone who told, like they influenced it's someone. It's just a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of this Yeah, well, and that, that yeah. was difficult. So I looked at Plato and, and Aristotle. Um, Aristotle was a philosopher, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I was just yeah. son. Plato and Aristotle, and you know, they birthed this concept of philosophy into being. Yeah. But the trouble with those guys is, while they did basically create the subject, they didn't make it very cool. And I wanted no. to find someone who did make philosophy cool. Right. And I had to think about that and about who it was that made me think that thinking was cool and that thinking about my reality, coming up with an idea and a and like a, a way of being. And I rummaged around a bit and I came to the conclusion that it was my Uncle Pete who taught me pretty much everything I know about being a brooding overthinker. He was a a, a long-term drug user who would just sit, come over at Christmas, smoke very strong drugs and would <laughs> tell me about his views on the world. Um, unfortunately, he's dead and he doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so I'm not doing him. Uh, so instead, I chose to do Eric Cantona. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yes. The stoic number nine, the journeyman who blossomed into a hero right at the latter part of his career. What I find really interesting about Eric Cantona is that people don't really remember the way he played or even the goals he scored. They remember his attitude on and off the pitch. That When you think of Cantona, you don't think of a goal. You think of the celebration of a goal. You think of the collar up. Oh, yeah, but I do think of the chip, the dink, and then the turn. Yeah, that's true. I I think about the karate kick. That's what I think about Cantona. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be coming to that. And I think about the seagulls. Well, his attitude was the attitude of a deep-thinking Frenchman whose every word seemed thought out and intense. And while some players might, you know, just tell the press that they were buzzing to get the three points and that (laughs) their goal was special, but it's a team that matters, Cantona would weave a spectacular and often confusing self-created proverb to sum up his feelings. And this most infamously happened after being sent off against Crystal Palace away in 1995. And after that, he was walking down the tunnel and a fan ran down the stands to hurl abuse at him. And he dealt with that fan spectacularly. Not with a witty remark, but with a kung fu kick. 
and several punches to the face, which got him banned for nine months and was sentenced to 120 hours of community service. Now, when that, when that incident took place, he was brought up, he was brought in front of a press conference. I don't know if it was that evening or the next day to explain himself. And he simply said the following. When the seagulls follow the trawler, then he takes a big sip of his water. It is because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. And then he says, thank you. And he just walks off. <laughs> and that single line has become emblematic of Cantona's place as the thinking man of football. What does it even mean? It doesn't even mean anything. Well, though. it does. When picked apart, it can be taken in a few different ways. But the obvious way of looking at it is he's labelling the press as the seagulls mm. following him for scraps. They're yeah. following him for scraps of excitement, of entertainment. But he's the trawler. He's the real shining light. They're just like a mirror that reflects it. Yeah. And in the years since, Cantona has been labelled an existentialist, which is a bit ironic because a big part of existentialism is about not assuming your identity based on labels. Um, so even labelling someone an existentialist is a bit of an oxymoron. Um, in short, existentialism is about personal freedom, which, when you say it, you think of Americans who want guns and are pro-school mm. shootings. That's not necessarily <laughs> what it means. It just means the personal freedom to make, <laughs> to make choices which are good and bad and to live with those choices and allow them to mould your identity, not to necessarily apologise for things that you've done wrong, but to just accept that that is a part of the human like condition. That. And Don't to just say, I, I, you know, and, and you can you can feel empathy and or not. Well, no, I think <laughs> it, it is about it's about acknowledging potentially that you did something hurtful, but not necessarily labeling it as wrong or a regret because those actions happened. They existed. They're done now. You just have to move forward and allow those actions to mold you as a person. Now, you can learn from them, you can feel bad that they happened, but you shouldn't regret them or deny them. You just have mm. to accept them. So you still feel, you still feel shame about the things? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. So no, you, didn't, you don't feel, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. You don't feel shame for doing it, but you can admit that you wouldn't do it again. So for instance, like, you know, okay. I could say, I'll get on to this. So, for instance, it's about admitting the fragility of the human kind of mind and the human ego and kind of seeing this dark humor in the fact that things just happen and you can't necessarily control them, that you're not perfect and that you shouldn't, while you should try to do the right thing and you should always be kind of motivated by doing the right thing. You shouldn't admonish yourself if you slip up from that. Is that Everyone like makes mistakes? Yeah, is that like forgiving yourself very readily? It's interesting because I don't think it's about <laughs> forgiving. It's a really difficult one. So what I would say <laughs> that the, the, the reason that Cantona is embodies this is that, like for instance, years after the Kung Fu kick, he was asked by a newsreader on Newsnight if he regrets the Kung Fu kick, mm. and he said he does not regret it. In fact, he loves it. 
because it showed him for what he was, not an example or a role model, but as a human being. Mm, and right. that is kind of the idea is that he he isn't saying I would go back and do it again. If he could go, if he was offered, if someone was to run up to him and shout at him again, which I'm sure they've done a thousand times. He would learn from it. He's not Kung Fu kick them again, but he's accepting that in doing that Kung Fu kick, he learned and everyone learned. And he has to accept that that happened. He doesn't regret it. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. see it necessarily as a negative. He just sees it as a, a, an event which he now moves forward from. He learns from. Yeah. And you might say that this attitude is pretty insignificant, but I would disagree. I would say that he formed, along with many others, a kind of new admiration for people in within the British public for people who had an identity and an integrity and they had a thing and they were like, this is who I am and I'm just going to do it and stick with it. And suddenly people admired people who thought about who they were and they act and, and why they acted on things. Mm. Um, and I actually think he served as a role model for a whole generation of young men to look introspectively and to decide what they were. And I think he did that in a way that wasn't, and I know I said it jokingly at the start, but he made it kind of cool. A lot of the time, looking at inside yourself and doing that kind of introspective, moral pondering is a bit cringe. It's mm. a bit, it's considered a bit, it's almost slightly, it's, it's very wrapped up in being a bit, oh, what's the word? A bit up your own ass. Mm. It's a bit like, well, if you've got time yeah. for that... You know, Jesus Christ, you've got better things to worry about. It's very you pretentious. Got any more problems. It's seen yeah, as yeah. very pretentious. Whereas he he was a man's man. He he scored big goals, he was arrogant, he was cocky, he was a ladies' man, he was good looking, he was he was French, he was fashionable, he spent his money, but he still looked within himself and made decisions and tried to learn from it and be a good person from it. Um and I think that the really interesting thing is that he he hasn't stopped. He has, if anything, become more introspective and weird and kind of almost deliberately pompous about his views as he's got older. And the absolute epitome of this is what I'd like to finish on, which is another quote from King Eric, as a lot of people call him, as he picked up the UEFA President's Award in 2019, and he said, As flies to wanton boys are we to the gods, they kill us for their sport. Which is a quote from King Lear. And then he went on to say, Soon the science will not only be able to slow down the aging of the cells, soon the science will fix the cells to the state, and so we will become eternal. Only accidents, crimes, and wars will still kill us, but unfortunately, Crimes, wars will multiply. I love football. Thank you. <laughs> and not only is that very poignant, but it's also worth watching just to see uh, Messi and Ronaldo's face. Yeah, I, I was watching that live and I was like, what? Oh, you love football. Fair. What's <laughs> <I was just laughs> like, all that spiel? You love football. So do I. Okay, move on. <laughs> but in short... I believe that Eric, Eric Cantona is one of, genuinely one of the most 
significant voices in personal philosophy probably not of our generation but of the generation before i think that he made philosophy and thinking and having a self identity and a self belief and a set of values cool not only that but he has a set of values that i kind of agree with i like the idea of just learning things learning from things and moving on something i say personally to try and quell some of my own anxiety when i fuck up i just tell myself right you're just going to learn from it and move on you can't keep thinking about it you can't keep worrying about it you just got to accept what will be will be and move forward it doesn't represent you as a person i I really like that and for that reason what's that yeah exactly for that reason i really like eric Cantona, and i think eric Cantona is the greatest philosopher of all time yeah when you were speaking about eric Cantona, i just kept on being reminded like oh yeah arsene wenger he has some pretty fucking sick quotes as well he was uh, (laughs) yeah he was a very like philosophical dude in football as well and he was obviously french yeah just thinking maybe french football is something in the water eh I think it's really interesting how like sometimes you need this like you need like a vehicle for interesting philosophy like I sometimes think the philosophy that comes out of almost like the philosophy that comes out of football or something like that can sometimes be more poignant than just saying like some generalized quote because Mm. it's it relates to a very specific thing but then you can then take that into your own life like how Wenger was all about like they had to be smart. Everyone had to like train properly, be proper. You know, they had eat, to go, breathe. Li- they, they go to school. You know, it was very much like get yes. an education, make sure they're a proper human being as well as like a footballer. Exactly, and like I think that again is like there's there's stuff you can take from that outside of just like the footballing context about like you have to be, you have to look after yourself more than just that one thing that you're passionate about or that one thing that you think represents you you have to nurture all those other things so that you are like a balanced and level human being which again yeah it's slightly poignant for me because i'm coming to some of those conclusions myself at the moment i mean this is difficult i feel like this is a little bit like uh whoever judged the hard man episode where we've gone for goat philosopher and i've got a french football player and a homeless man to pick from (laughs) Um, as the gr- as the greatest philosophers of all time, yeah. Um, Fuck Plato. <laughs> so I do think Diogenes is probably considered more traditionally as a philosopher. Mm. I was just googling Eric Cantona, and there's there's not necessarily concrete evidence he is a, he is a philosopher. But I well, I don't it's... subscribe to that. You don't need a fucking label. I'm a philosopher. Jay Cartwright's a philosopher. KSI is a philosopher. Do we all agree? Well, if <laughs> no. Eric Cantona is a philosopher, I would say Eric Cantona. You have to say you agree, Seb. I'd, I'd say Eric Cantona. I'd, I'd consider him a philosopher. I think being what what it is to be a philosopher is to is to just have just to say philosophical things and people just you know like on TV or something. I think like you as a person, like this is what I believe in. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think you could argue like Ricky Gervais could be considered a philosopher, or like even. Um, more so like Dave Chappelle. I think like Dave Chappelle goes on these quite like long moral mm. chats during his stand-up that aren't necessarily even that funny. He just sort of has a world view that he... Gets out there. Gets out there. Like he has that really famous yeah. thing about the monkey in the hand and the jar and all that shit. Mm. I mean, I can't decide. So I've got 
What I've got is a nail, <laughs> a long screw. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need to which get? Hand? Which hand? Which hand is it? <laughs> which one's it in, boys? <laughs> um, oh, God. I mean, this is tough. Because I like, I like the homeless guy because he, he lived to his philosophy 100%. He lived by standards. He was admired by his peers. And he fucking schooled Plato once. But he did wank everywhere, piss on everyone, and sleep in a bin. Um, <laughs> which I guess is him living by his own rules and his own philosophy, whatever. And then you've got Eric Cantona. I do like Eric Cantona. Fantastic football player. Um, not quite one of the goats that everyone hypes him up as, I think, to be honest. You know, especially in modern football, there's like a billion football players who are probably better than Eric Cantona. But his impact for Manchester United at that time was immense. Um, King Eric. And even if you've never really seen Eric Cantona play, you know who he is. You, Everyone knows the name Eric Cantona. The collar, the ideology, the quotes, the seagulls follow the trawler, the little spiel at the Ballon d'Or Awards or whatever. And that is also living, like, by your own philosophy. That's living by his own, like, unapologetic, this is me, I'm not going to say sorry for my mistakes, I can't do anything about it, this is who I am, I'm just going to live by my own rules. Both living by their own philosophy. Um, but, you know, he, he is just like a bloke, he's a football player, and he kicked the, he kicked the shit out of someone in the stands, so... <laughs> <laughs> pros and cons, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not a proper philosopher, he's just a football player, but he done all this philosophy shit, and then you got this fucking liter- literal wanker. <laughs> I can Public say that in a literal sense. <laughs> Absolute wanker. Who's <laughs> <laughs> fucking school Plato one time? Um, <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. I thought you were picking Joe Rogan, I thought you were picking Descartes. Uh, How the turntables? How the fucking turntables? Hmm. Damn it! I d- I was gonna pick Bruce Lee, um, but I changed my mind. <laughs> Bruce Lee would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad you didn't pick yeah, Bruce but... Lee in the end. I know, but I just realised I didn't actually give a shit. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. care about Bruce Lee, whereas that I do care about Eric Cantona. That's what that's what like I realised. I was like, I like I've listened to, I've taken on board so much more of what like just be yeah. just say like be like water. No, <laughs> true. <laughs> don't want to. Right, I have made a decision. I don't know if I like the decision, but I don't. I'm going to be brutally. Can honest. I just say I could have probably I, if flipped I, the coin. Let Let me help you here. Just remember, as well, you do love public masturbation. <laughs> Don't say that because that's not part of my. That's not part of my thing. I no, love just, public masturbation. I right. I <laughs> once. This is true. We might have to cut this. Vinny, write this down. Okay. I once saw you helicopter your pissing cock at a police car. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that the other day because I was thinking, how have I never been arrested? They were going to arrest me. They were straight up like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm going home. And they were like, good. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And luckily, I only lived like two doors up. So I just walked in. I was like, fuck it. Did I come in and say to you, like, yo, this copper's just. No, I was out there with you. Yeah, oh, yeah, you were with me. But what did I say when I came in? Because I, I was smashed. I don't remember. 
I just remember the cock flailing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, true. Right. Well, despite all of that, Seb, I come to my conclusion more subjectively than that. I've come to my conclusion because I think I very much like seeing as my love for football, I love it when I see someone get demolished. I love it when I see someone get fucking embarrassed and just made a fool of at the top level. I also love people who unapologetically live by their own rules and just don't give a fuck and don't apologize. They just do whatever they want. I love it when people stick the finger up to the man. And I fucking hate Manchester United. So I have to class Hobo Billy as the greatest philosopher of all time. It has to be him. I'm sorry. (laughs) What did you want me to do? You're picking Diogenes. It has to be. I'm actually so surprised about that. (laughs) I thought you'd pick Cantona. No, it has to be. I thought Cantona, Cantona, like but... I don't think Cantona would school Plato like that. Oh, he would. I don't like. They're so. This is the thing though. They're so similar. Like, I the Alexander the Great thing is fucking ridiculous as well. That is insane. That is like you're living to your light. Like he could. He could Alexander the Great could have just chopped his head off there and then for that yeah. disrespect. Yeah, but imagine Cantona comes up to Plato, just drops the shoulder, goes around him. <laughs> Easy, mate. <laughs> I know, but Seb, the thing is, is I'm imagining, I'm imagining Cantona doing all this stuff, and I can just see him in that red, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah, but what about the iconic black and gold that he was wearing when he kung fu kicked that guy? Ugh. I actually, (laughs) all I can see. That era of Manchester United kit was very nice, very nice kits. I just might. I'm gonna need to wash my mouth out after this because the taste. Of United, of of bigging up an ex United player. God, it's like watching the Beckham documentary. I feel fucking guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Did I'm you watch that? I quite enjoyed it. I'm watching it now. Yeah, but I just think like to to be respected by your peers as well for Dialgenes or Hobo Billy, as I'll probably call him at that time, is is pretty impressive. You've given me the sh- the pick of a shit bunch, really. I'm not gonna lie, boys. Um, but, what, mate. What, yeah. If on, you want people to actually pick good picks, go listen to another podcast, mate. We pick interesting picks. That's why but I like you, it. To be fair. Like Plato versus Aristotle. Yeah, I was a, a bit worried times. it would get a bit of a nerd fest, so I was glad it was interesting. I enjoyed. Yeah. I very, very much enjoyed listening to both of them. I, I was. Uh, I only jest. But yeah, Seb, I I did think when you were going to pick Descartes that you were going to do it two for two, but. It's a draw because you won the quiz <laughs> and Vinny won the goating. So draw. there we go. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you feel more enlightened, if you feel like we've changed your life, if you feel like you want to live a new life philosophy, masturbate in public and kung fu kick random strangers, make sure you subscribe to Goats. And thank you very, very much for listening. Catch us next week when we discuss... And I'll say what we discussed because I'm gonna fucking look. I'm gonna actually have a little look while I took me about five years to scroll to the bottom of this document. But I'm gonna have a look. Yeah, it's fucking. <laughs> Can you imagine if it. on the, on the way home I just like spunk on the street and kung fu kick someone? That'd be fucking brilliant, mate. Do it. Get on video. Get that shit on video. No, I wouldn't do it on week. video because I'm just doing it for myself. <laughs> true. Stay true to you, bro.
Let's not start saying shit like that. Um, <laughs> next week, we're going to be doing, and hopefully in a little bit short format, because I'm currently editing the last one of these we did, and we've only got to the first two picks, and it's 45 minutes long. So we're going to be doing the top three superheroes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Will Homeland them make it in there? Probably. Join us next week for the top three superheroes, which I, I actually not even that interested in superheroes, to be honest. But anyway, thanks for listening. See you later. Alligator. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. And remember, no one's going to like you if you're that much of a gun. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.